Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, I'm really excited to continue this series, Hallowed. Did anyone enjoy last week when Pastor Matt brought a message on the Heavenly Father, how we connect to Him? I loved that message. It was so practical and spiritual, and it was great. And I'm really excited to continue this series and have the opportunity, never take it lightly. And I'm just so thankful for our pastors, Pastor Matt and Jill. They're actually away getting some well-needed rest with their family. And uh, I'm believing when they come back, they're gonna come refueled, refreshed. They're gonna have more vision than ever from God. And I'm really excited to see the many ways that God is gonna work through them as they come back. So let's be praying for them as they're away today. But um, I wanted to read from our anchor text that we started reading last week, Matthew 6, and starting in verse 9, before we get to the main passage of Scripture. I want to read this to us. This is um, starting in verse 9. It says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we're going to focus on this verse today. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. I love that so much. Give us this day our daily bread. And what's beautiful is Jesus is actually teaching us how to pray in this moment, in this passage of Scripture. And what I love is that we don't have to come to God in a timid or shy way when it comes to asking for our needs in life. We can come to him because he is our provider. And we can come to him with confidence because he does provide. And notice it doesn't say, hey, God, if if you have a moment today, if, if you're able, maybe could you? It says, give us this day our daily bread. There's confidence behind it. And I love that so much because he is our truest source of provision in Jesus' name. So I'm really believing that as we continue to go through this message together, that we're gonna gain that revelation today that he is still our provider. He is still the one that has a provision in Jesus' name. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, why don't you open up to 1 Kings 17. We're gonna read from here. And as you're finding your place, um, this passage of scripture is about how King, King Ahab actually set up an altar to worship Baal. And because of the idolatry that he committed, God actually brings a famine for three and a half years. And remember, this is Old Testament. Thankful that we live in the New Testament. But he's trying to get his attention. And God actually sends the prophet Elijah to inform King, the king, of, um, king Ahab of the drought that's taking place due to his actions. So during this time, the God, actually, God actually provides for Elijah. During this drought, during this famine, he's fed by ravens at one point. He's led to a brook to drink, and now he is being asked to go to a town, Zarephath, to meet a widow so she can supply his needs. So we're going to read, starting in verse 8 of 1 Kings 17. It says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. 
Verse 12, but she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. Verse 13, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first, then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Verse 14, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Verse 15, so she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family, listen to this, continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. So this morning, if you're taking notes, I want to preach a message in this moment entitled, Why We Don't Need Leftovers. You can write that down, Why We Don't Need Leftovers. And uh, I love that God provided in a beautiful way through Elijah's situation, but he also provides for us too because we are his children. And he is our heavenly father. He cares for his children. Amen. So let's really believe in faith that God is going to move in this moment. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you're in this moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. You've already been working in worship. And Lord, as we read your word, we pray that we would get out of the way and that you would speak so that we could hear from you, that we could get practical and spiritual tools from this message that we can apply to our lives when we leave this place. Pray that you would bless this time in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, for five seconds, can you give God some praise if you're thankful for him? Come on. Well, I have a question for us this morning. Is there anyone in the house that likes food? Does anyone love food? Yes, there are foodies in the house. Maybe online, type in the chat your favorite type of food. I love food with all my heart. And I'm convinced that food is one of my love languages, um, personally. I know it's not in the list, but maybe some of you guys in, in this place, you're like, no, my thing is words of affirmation. I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe some of you guys are like, no, I need acts of service. That's how I feel loved. Or I need a gift. I'm just like, give me, give me love through the way you cook a meal for me. Like, I need, I need food. I think that's probably in my top three. Honestly, if I were to just share from an honest place, I think if you, you give me a hug and you encourage me while you're cooking me a meal, I'll be your friend forever. My love for you will never waver. I'll just be like, these are all my favorite things. Thank you for that encouragement. Thank you for the hug. Thank you for the food. God bless you. Um... And I just, I just love food so much, and I really enjoy um, trying to cook new meals. And I watch cooking shows, and I always find myself watching um, other chefs and cooks from different parts of the world. And there's just such a unique way that other people that live in different countries that just describe food and purely, you know, out of their accent. It just sounds more interesting, right? You know, maybe a British uh, chef. I, I, I love Jamie Oliver, Gordon Ramsay, but even Australian cooks are amazing too. Like I do this sometimes on the weekend. I'll just turn on maybe like a cooking show on YouTube and I just sit there and listen and, and it's great. And it's usually like this. It's like, g'day, my name's Ollie. So what we're going to do today is we're going to make an Aussie burger. 
And what we're going to do, so here are the ingredients. So we're going to do caramelized onions. We're going to do garlic aioli. And we're going to have beetroot, beetroot on top of the Wagyu beef. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Then we're going to do white cheddar. And then we're going to butter the buns. And we'll see you after this commercial break. It's going to be great. And I'm like, I mean, it's breakfast time right now, but I want to just crush a burger right now. Like, you've convinced me that that is a great idea just by the way you described it. And because of the accent that you have, I'm like intrigued. It just sounds, it, it's, it's a lot like when Pastor Matt, I love Pastor Matt so much. When he reads scripture, I don't just hear, I feel it. And I thank God for him because of his accent. It's beautiful. And I'm just like, yeah, this is a spiritual moment right here. Like, I'm with you. So I, I really just en- enjoy watching these cooking shows, and I attempt to make these dishes. It doesn't always work out, but I try and try again. And then I, I, th- I think the best part about just creating a meal is usually you have leftovers, right? And I think it's great because you get to enjoy that meal again the next day. And I, I personally feel like the best day out of the year is the day after Thanksgiving. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I go to that fridge, I'm like, yep, all right, I'm going to get some turkey, I'm going to get some cranberry, I'm going to get some sweet potato crunch. Does anyone know about that? My mom makes sweet potato crunch. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. Y'all are going to have to come over the day after Thanksgiving. We'll have an endless supply of sweet potatoes. It'll be great. But I just love leftovers. But I think in our relationship with the Lord, sometimes we tend to hold on to leftovers of how God has moved in the past. And maybe because of our waiting season, we get a bit jaded or maybe we start to allow doubt to come in and we wonder if breakthrough or a miracle is actually going to happen again. Sometimes we tend to hold on to the ways that God has moved in the past and provided in the past. And and then there's been this huge gap of time and we're in a hard situation currently. We don't see a way out or we don't see provision coming in. And we tend to live on yesterday's bread when it says in the scripture that we can actually rely on daily bread. We ask for it and he gives it. And sometimes I think we should always be thankful for how God has moved in the past. We should praise him all the time. But God is always doing a new thing. And I'm thankful that he is moving in our tomorrow and the next day. And the next day he is our provider you know, God has many names, but I'm thankful that one of those names is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. And I wanted to just read the definition to you real quickly. Jehovah Jireh, it translates to Jehovah will see to it and the Lord will provide. And I think that it's amazing. The first time that this phrase is mentioned, this name is mentioned is in Genesis 22. Verse 14, when God provides a ram to be sacrificed instead of Abraham having to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And we know that this is actually a larger picture. It's a bigger picture of what God has done for us by sending his son, Jesus. And I love this story so much. But what is really at the center of this story is that he is Jehovah Jireh. Do any of you guys know that song? Jehovah Jireh. That's like gospel song. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost already. I love that song so much. Immediately when I, when I, when I read that name, Jehovah Jireh, I think of that song. He is our provider. And it's so true. 
And I want to just give us a couple points this morning, three reasons why we don't need to hold on to leftovers. Three reasons why we don't need to hold on to leftovers. And the first one is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. His amount is perfect. His amount is perfect. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always, everybody say always, always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. His amount is perfect, and we can be released to be generous with that amount. So generosity is actually highlighted in this moment, in this truth, that his, perf- his, his amount is always perfect. And when God is generous to us and continues to be, we actually have the opportunity to give back to him what is rightfully his and then be generous to others as well. We can be generous in this moment. And I'm reminded of Proverbs 11, verse 25. I love this scripture too. It says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. His amount is perfect. He's calling us to be generous. And I I think of a picture of two pitchers, pitchers of water, when I read this scripture in Proverbs. And as we make the decision to be generous, as we pour out the water that's in our pitcher and be generous to other people and give back to God, there's another pitcher that's actually above ours. It's in heaven, and God is actually pouring in as we're pouring out. So that's the beautiful thing about generosity is we get to step out, trust God. We get to be generous, and we know that God is going to supply our need. He's going to bring the provision. As we pour out, he's going to pour in, in Jesus' name. So I'm thankful for that truth that he is our provider. And this is actually so true for our own lives, but we find that to be true in this story as well that we read earlier. In 1 Kings 17, Elijah asks this widow for bread and water, even with the limits of supply that she has, and she gives it out. And it's beautiful. Starting in verse 13, I want to read this again. It says, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. I feel like God's saying that to some people today. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. And I don't know about y'all, but if I was this mom, I would have been like, hold up. You want bread before? I don't have that much. I have this much. And you want me to make you a meal first before me and my son? I've been like, "Mm mm-mm, nope. But she she gives him bread, right, first. I'm going to continue in verse 13. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Verse 14, for this is what the Lord, God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. She and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. And in this moment, I'm I'm reminded that God can actually do a lot with what we view as a little. He can do a lot with what we view as a little. You know, if we look at this widow's life, she, she didn't have that much. She had a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil, but God can do a lot with that. And God supplied their every need for many days after that. 
not for just her, not for just her son, but her family and Elijah. It's beautiful to see how God worked in this way. And he actually works through the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. He makes what looks like an ordinary situation, an ordinary part in time, and he makes it extraordinary by the way that he provides. So provision isn't always found in the obvious places. It's not always found in the obvious places, but sometimes the Lord provides in the most unlikely places. And no situation, hear me this morning, no situation or circumstance is too far gone for God to meet a need. No situation is hopeless or without room for God to move in. He's always ready and available to bring in the provision. His provision is endless. What's interesting is that God chose to meet Elijah's needs in some of the most unpredictable ways. Earlier in the story, we talked about it earlier, but he was fed by ravens. And a lot of people during this time would view ravens as an unclean bird, but God provided through the birds through the ravens. And then later on, we see in this story that he supplies Elijah's every need through a widow, a foreigner. In the most unpredictable ways, God moves in those moments. And we can look to the future with expectation because even in the most ordinary, mundane situations, God is doing the extraordinary. He'll meet your every need, every supply, because he is Jehovah Jireh. And if you believe it, would you shout amen this morning? So his amount is perfect. It's perfect. And secondly, this morning, if you're taking notes, we don't need to hold on to leftovers because we can go by his pace. We can actually go by his pace. Sometimes when we pray to God, he provides on the spot, and we should praise God for that. That's amazing. But sometimes it's going to require us to ask for our need in prayer, to watch and to wait. And that's okay, because God is always working in the details. He's always moving in the waiting season. Sometimes we look to God and go, listen, God, it's been a while since I've seen the bread. But good things can happen quickly. But in order for you to experience great things, sometimes it's going to require all of us to wait and to go by his pace. And I'm reminded that his way is always better than our way. If we go by his pace, it's it's better that way because we will see an even greater display of his faithfulness. And I'm reminded of the story of Jairus. I love this story so much. Jairus comes desperately to Jesus with a need. His daughter is sick. She's at the house and he's like, will you come with me to my house? I, I, I really, I just... I need you to come and see my daughter. Would you heal her? She needs help. And then on their way to the house, as Jesus is with Jairus on their way to the home, there is a woman that reaches out that grabs Jesus's cloak, his clothes. And in that moment, this woman is healed from a health condition that went on for 12 years. And it's a beautiful part of scripture. And I just want to read a little bit of it in Luke 8, starting verse 45. It says, who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. Verse 47, when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, 
Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Verse 49. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He said to him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. Verse 50. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. I love this. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. I think that's an amazing story, and I love it so much. And can you just imagine, at the beginning of this story, the amount of urgency that Jairus would have had? Going to Jesus, if we could have a little bit of creative license just for a second, can you just imagine him going, Jesus, real quick, I know there are a lot of people around, but I I really need your help. Like, my daughter, my baby girl, she's sick. Like, I, I need your assistance. I need you to come with me. Could you heal her? Would you be able to do that? Like, we need to go quickly, please. And Jesus agrees, and he goes. And what's beautiful about this story is that Jesus was going at such a pace to not only was the daughter healed, but someone else was healed as well. So what that tells me is that Jesus was actually going by his pace and he wasn't running. He was walking, right? He was walking because someone had the ability to just go out, reach out and grab his cloak real quick and receive healing. And sometimes we try to to speed up the process of a healing or a breakthrough. We're like, oh my goodness, God, I just want to see the breakthrough. I want to see you provide in this way, that and the other. But what's beautiful about this story is that he was going slowly because he had other plans. He wanted to bring healing to someone else's life as well. And there's purpose in his pace. There's purpose in his pace. And yes, finally, they get to the house. And that's a beautiful moment because everyone's like, hey, Jesus, listen, I don't know why you're here. I mean, you're too late. She's already dead. And they start laughing. And it's amazing that that doesn't really deter Jesus. It doesn't distract him. He, he's on mission. And he goes, and what's beautiful is that instead of Jairus seeing a healing take place, there was an even greater display of God's faithfulness in that moment because a daughter went from death to life. And that's beautiful because Jairus thought maybe, maybe there could be a, a, a miracle that could happen but an even greater miracle happened because Jesus was going by his pace. Can someone shout amen that there's purpose in his pace? There's purpose in his pace. And I love this story because there was an even greater miracle that happened because of the pace that he was going in. So his amount is perfect and we can go by his pace. It's best if we do that. And then finally, as the band comes up, his provision has to do with our position. His provision has to do with our position. The provision comes in when we position our hearts and our lives in such a way to get ready to receive from the Lord. 
And how do we ensure that we are positioned for his provision to come into our lives? First off, we need to pray. I'd love for you to write that down. We just need to remember to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We pray to him. That's how we start positioning ourselves for provision to come from the Lord. We position ourselves by praying. And can I just say, it's great to intercede on other people's behalf. It's great to do that, and we should always be doing that. But it is also okay to pray for your current situation, and it's okay to pray for your family, that God would provide in your own situation. We should be doing both. And we can position ourselves even more in alignment with what God is doing by praying. Sometimes it's gonna require us to pray more than once, and that's okay. That's okay. And I wanna read a little bit later on in this story in 1 Kings 18 and encourage you with this. Elijah climbs to the top of a mountain, and while his head is between his knees, earnestly praying for rain to come back to this place, he sends out a servant, sends him out multiple times to check the weather, to get the weather forecast. And he keeps praying. The servant comes back. No, no rain. All right, go back out there. He's praying again. All right, what, do you see any rain? No rain? Okay, I'm gonna keep praying. And it's on and on and on, seven times. I wanna read this scripture. First Kings 18, starting in verse 43, it says, then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked and then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot, go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Verse 45, and soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Praying actually positions ourselves to see God's provision. He was earnestly praying, not just once, he kept praying. I'm here to remind you that sometimes it's gonna require us to do that, and that's okay. God is still present in those moments. And maybe you are identifying with the fact that, you know, I, I am holding on to leftovers a little bit, and the leftovers have expired. And maybe this is a turning point for you. Or you can say, okay, I'm gonna position myself. I might not see it yet, but I know that I will. And I'm gonna keep praying. So we need to pray, but secondly, this morning, we need to remember to seek, to seek him and to seek his kingdom. I just want this passage of scripture, um, just allow it to wash over you this morning. But this is Matthew 6. I don't have all the time to read the whole thing, but Matthew 6, verses 27 through 34 is an amazing passage of scripture, but I'm gonna start in verse 31. It says, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And I love this truth so much. 
And the truth is that we can remember to position ourselves by praying, but we can also remember to position ourselves by seeking after him through every single season. Doesn't matter what it looks like. He's still faithful. Even when we're not faithful, he remains faithful. And we can be consistent in prayer. We can seek after the kingdom of God and live righteously. And we can, we can just rest in the fact that he will give us everything that we'll need in Jesus' name. You received that word this morning. Amazing. Well, as one family, why don't we just stand in this moment? I would love to just pray for some people. And I'm not sure where you find yourself at the end of this message. Maybe you're attending online and we're praising God for you. We're thankful that you're here in this moment on a Sunday morning in God's house. And maybe you're here in person and you identify with the fact that maybe you've been holding on to some leftovers. And you're, you're getting a little tired of waiting. Maybe you're growing in doubt but I really wanna just pray for some people that you would reestablish your trust in the Lord and that you remind your soul that he is Jehovah Jireh, that he is our provider through every single season, every single situation and circumstance. So with every head bound, eye closed in this place, just wanna pray for those people maybe that are identifying with that. If you're saying that's me, I, I need to reestablish my, my trust in the Lord. I've, a bit, I've been a bit jaded because of my experience lately. I, I don't feel like I've seen God move too much. And yes, he's moved in the past, but lately it's just, I'm having trouble seeing it. I just wanna pray that you'd reestablish your trust in him, that he would remind you actually in this moment that he is faithful, that he is your provider. So Jesus, you know the people in this room that need to realign their hearts with you, that need to reestablish their trust in you, God. I pray that you would speak to them right now in such a clear and powerful way that you bring in clarity and wisdom for their season. That we would remember to go by your pace, God, and not our pace. That there's actually purpose in it. We might not see it yet, but we will because you provide our every need through every single situation. So we praise you, Lord. We pray that you would bless those people right now, that you would remind them, even in this moment, as we worship in just a moment, that you are faithful through everything, God. So we thank you, Jesus, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's just sing out to him. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.